I Found God is a limited series created to showcase the transformative power of God's love and truthfully exhibit the ebbs and flows of building a relationship with Christ. It's a modern day testimony service tackling the real about spirituality and growing with God. In this episode, I had a conversation with Kamoli Aaron, self-published author, publisher, artist, and friend. She shares her story about how she went from having a traditional religious relationship with God to cultivating a more meaningful spiritual one of her own. Take a listen. I'm so excited to start this conversation. Today, I have Kimoli Aaron. We have been following each other on Twitter for years, and yes. I'm so excited to chop it up with her today. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Before we jump into it, I just want to read your bio for the people who may not know who you are just yet, okay. um, and then we'll we'll go ahead. So, Kimoli Aaron is a multidimensional artist, a self-published author, speaker, visual storyteller, and advocate for self-care. A candid voice for mental health and self-care, Kimoli uses art, excuse me, uses her art to advocate for social justice causes close to her heart, for domestic violence awareness and women empowerment. Her mission as a creative is to be as authentic as she can be at all times, sharing the realest and rawest components of every subject she chooses to take on. She creates primarily for herself as a release, but secondarily for those who find themselves in her world. She aims to live and create a life that promotes wellness, peace, and self-love. Kimoli believes that a life should be lived not just to sustain itself, but to cultivate peace, love, and growth in all adjacent beings and hopes to exemplify that in all that she does. Her art is a packaging of those values. It's her gift to the world. So welcome. Thank you. It was was so odd hearing that back because it's like, I wrote it a long time ago. So hearing it, it's like, oh. (laughs) It's not always like, wait, that's me. (laughs) And even more to really feel like I've been adhering to that. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I think one of the, one of the, ways that we connect is that like alignment and authenticity piece is like so big for both of us so it's like there's that natural connection so Mm -hmm. again so excited to have you here top it up Uh, as you know we're talking about spirituality Mm -hmm. how you kind of delved into it yourself um what that journey has been like for you and Mm -hmm. the different ways in which it's manifested in your life uh, so definitely deep stuff. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Oh, um, yeah. Let's start by you telling us a little bit about your spiritual history. Did you grow up in church, yeah. around spirituality? What does that look like? So I started going to church when I was about four years old. And I kind of had that prodigal moment mm-hmm. in my tw- early 20s, I want to say. And it wasn't just stepping back from church for the sake of stepping back from church. It was... I, I I think of my early spiritual journey as building blocks. Mm. Think, Jenga. Think of it as Jenga. And so we're building, we're building. My family and I were building. Mm. And granted, I didn't know much about the practical implications of the spiritual journey that we were on all together. Right. It was, it was that as for me and my house. Mm. And so... I love going to church. I had, you know, friends in Sunday school and all of that. So it was just like, you know, and I didn't really have friends at school like that. So these were my people. So even Bible study on Wednesday nights, like, yeah, you'd sit through the sermon and then you get to play burn ball outside with your home afterwards. So, you know, it was, it was, it was home for me. Mm. And so growing up and having those pieces yanked out, Mm. I didn't even think it was possible. The way things fell apart, I did not think it was possible. And I, I I vividly remember it was um, in elementary school, I believe it was second grade. We were in the gym. We were, I remember the placement and everything. We were sitting down and there was this girl that I was cool with at the time. She ended up becoming my bully, but that's a whole oh, other story. Life she, she said to me, like, I don't know how it came up in conversation, but it was just her and her mom. And so she knew that it was like me, my mom, my sister, my little brother, like all of that. So she was telling me how lucky I was to have all of that. Mm. And I didn't think anything of it but like I I didn't think anything of it prior and I didn't know how to think anything of it at that moment or after but 
it locked in mm-hmm. because I didn't and I didn't realize it locked in until when everything hit years later, like over 10 years later. Wow. And it was just like when I realized that my family was that, you know, it, my, my family wasn't impervious to falling apart like right. other families. And I thought we were. And so having it happen, I even as a, a like a young adult. I shut down and I'm just like, I didn't even think I like these people that much. Cause you know, that rebellious stage, I didn't think I cared that much, but I remember finding out just a whole bunch of rubbish while I was at work one day and I locked myself in the bathroom and cried because it was that serious for me and I didn't know. And so it was around that time. I'm just like, you know, my father was the cornerstone of the the family because he was the most spiritual one. Um, Everybody else kind of just followed suit. So, you know, hearing that he, you know, he he provoked certain things to happen in the family. And I'm just like, everything I know is a lie. (laughs) Such a dramatic moment. And I fell apart. And the thing about it is even in those moments, I didn't fall apart in a God doesn't exist kind of way. There was always something in the back of my mind, just deeply rooted in my heart that I knew, but it was just like, what gives? Mm. It was, that was, I, I, I strongly believe that was the end of my praying to God as this foreign deity kind mm. of spiritual journey in the beginning of like, listen, what's happening? Right. And that was the start of my, like the one, when I pray now, it's like having a conversation, like I'm talking to you now. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, God, what's good? Like, I am, I am drowning here. What is up? Right. And it feels so much more real for me now because it doesn't feel like this religious practice. It doesn't feel like, you know, just jumping through hoops and, and, you know, all, all for nothing because you'll never be perfect enough to, it doesn't feel like that anymore. And it's, I was, it's weird. Cause I was just thinking about it today. It's just like my faith isn't my 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 parents' faith. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not that you know homegrown. To, this is brand new. This is brand new, and the I like I don't think my parents' faith is anything compared to where I'm at with my faith now. And it's no shade to them at all. It's like they were the start for me, mm-hmm. but the things that they like my faith is being used right now to change things that they weren't able to change. Right. And so it's, it's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. One thing I love that you mentioned is how your prayer life shifted, right? Mm-hmm. When you decided that you now need to have a different relationship yeah. with spirituality and that God isn't this distant being, but like mm-hmm. he the homie, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it sparks a lot of those conversations about like religion versus relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. So what to to you, what is the difference between the two? I think that I think the reverence is the, the, the emphasis it's like saying a word. Mm-hmm. You can say I, I, I can't think of a word right now, but the, say a word that you can place emphasis at different points of. Mm-hmm. And the most common, you know, um, the most common saying of a word, with the emphasis in one space Mm -hmm. versus the less common, you know, Mm -hmm. pronunciation of the word with the emphasis in a different, it's not that it's wrong. Right. It's just the emphasis is put on a different place. And I think religion is that, that popular pronunciation, whereas spirituality and that real, real connection with God, where you can just say, I messed up. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not even like, I'm not on my knees. I'm, I'm like walking, right. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, walking to the bathroom or, (laughs) You know, something random right, like that that right. seems less reverent. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not this prayer closet. It's me walking through the doors of the school that I'm going to mentor kids at. Absolutely. Or coming out of a conversation where I just cuss somebody out. And I'm just like, God, I know I didn't do the right <laughs> thing just now, but they were really trying me. Right. And it's that it's that I don't feel judged. I feel like, yeah, I I I, I had to check myself. Like accountability help me get to the space where one I'm not I'm not so quick to fold in in temptation to tell somebody about themselves <laughs> or to consider myself first and it's just like I know now like mm-hmm. I don't I don't shy away from accountability mm-hmm. I don't shy away from it's just like you know it and I know it so what are we going to do <laughs> right. how do we fix this now <laughs> and I think that shift happened because the way I used to, it's just like the way I used to hear about 
God. It's just like, you know, you, you should fear God more than your parents. And I'm like, yeah, God does not have that leather belt. So I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> but then it shifted and it's like, I have that reverential fear of God, but I don't fear anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's like that fear that I used to have my for my parents, for any kind of authority figure. I don't have that for them anymore because I'm just like, if God ends, you know, it ain't right. right. So what, what you gonna do? Right. You without do without his approval yeah. or whatever, there's nothing. And then he put the power in my hands, whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. So if I'm saying nah, it's a no. It's a no. <laughs> right. It's a no for real. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it, it it it's this level of comfort mm-hmm. because it's Knowing that I'm here for a reason, first mm-hmm. and foremost, that my soul's desire is to fulfill that purpose. So there's nothing that's going to happen that is not like I, I can't get past mm-hmm. between me and God. Like, yeah, it might hurt. Like, you know, there car accidents happen. People rub you the wrong way. People try to stab. Stuff happens but it's not going to be the end of me. And then being a writer on top of it is so much better because I'm just like, this is content. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that, any rubbish that happens is like, oh, let me bring it down. This is content. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for this new post, article, This is a book. This is a a series, matter of fact. So there's that. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So you grew up in church. You felt in so many ways that it was your safe space because it's one of the only places that you've had friends Mm -hmm. and that you felt you could just go and be with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, things happened in life as life often does. Uh, And you kind of pivoted a little bit to this new relationship with God Mm -hmm. and being completely authentic Mm -hmm. um, and honest. And he is now the homie, right? You're not just going to a physical location for your homie, homie. (laughs) but he is like the capital T homie, right? Big G. So as you were going through this shift, what were some of the thoughts and habits that you had to relinquish to enter this new space in spirituality? I'm still, I'm still relinquishing. (laughs) I have this whole, every so often I have this epiphany because I realize that it's me. Mm. It's me. The the problem and all of my scenarios and it's not that there aren't other people doing things that are wrong but it's me mm-hmm. like i i am the doorway for my life so anything that gets past it it got passed because of me mm-hmm. like yeah like you know how they say you you let the door you left the door open and the devil got in mm-hmm. it's me and so realizing that there's a lot of ego still like i i, I came to that epiphany today that's why you're <laughs> here because like this I was I was watching um Stephen Furtick mm-hmm. Elevation Church live this morning mm-hmm. and I, I have moments where I'm just like no I'm not in the space <laughs> to receive church right now mm-hmm. so I'm gonna wait and it all oh, it was almost that kind of morning but I was just like no like like you know I had like a like phone calls and emails and stuff so on a Sunday morning it's mm-hmm. weird I'm just like yo respect my Sunday but I was like nope I'm gonna handle what needs to be handled and then my energy was just off. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't off, off, but it it just wasn't sit still and listen to, mm-hmm. you know, a sermon type of, it wasn't that kind of vibe. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm, I need to do it anyway. And so I had my phone on silent. It was, you know, I kept picking it up and I'm just like, chill, chill. What's an hour? <laughs> really? What's an Let hour? <laughs> and the whole time I'm sitting there listening and it's every single thing that I needed to hear since like the end of December like every sign every every situation that I'm like okay this isn't happening just to happen this is happening because it's something that I need Mm -hmm. it all became clear today like literally all became clear and I was just like what so what was also (laughs) clear was that my ego is a monster Mm -hmm. and it's not the weird thing is I have less ego towards people than I do towards myself. Mm. And so I'm fighting my own ego to it's like, you know how they say, get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Like my ego is literally in my way. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to other people, most other people, it's just like, no, like I want to connect. Like, you know, then there are the people who rub me wrong. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, nah, (laughs) let me let me remind you, I am not the one or the two. And, you know, so there's those moments and I don't 
I don't see those moments going mm-hmm. anywhere anytime soon. That's fair. Because I, mean, <laughs> I, I feel like it's always a last resort. Mm. But when it comes to me and myself, like, it's it's like, I, I always go back to the, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the scripture, but it, it was um, Jesus asking, who do they say I am? Mm. And so on this journey, like between my spirituality and my professionalism and my, you know, my purpose, like all of that combined, it's like, I'm trying to become this person and I'm not sure if it's translating. And so I'm trying to figure out if it is. And so when those moments, when I do realize that it is, it's just like, I bet. (laughs) I see you. I see you. (laughs) And then I kind of like, and it's always, it's always a conversation with myself. Like, no, you come down like it's bigger than you it's bigger than you it will always be bigger than you it was bigger than you before like don't don't think too much of yourself than you 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 should Mm -hmm. like and so it's always a conversation but it's just like I realize it's that that ego that it's just like and it's weird because the way it happens it's like me trying to come back down to that that humility that to not, that space and it's just like how can you come back down when you were right here yes. and then like everything that's right here with that ego it's just like the the, the it, it's just the t- it's tension mm-hmm. there's tension between who they think you are because mm-hmm. of what you've done and who you want to be which is that humble ready to be used by god and Absolutely. all of that so it's just like okay i'm here they think i'm here and so you know it's just like how do i how do i continue to be who i am even though they think who i am is here right. how do i continue to be authentic knowing that authenticity is me trying to come down right it's like it's it's and at the start like we're not perfect so there is a lot of ego absolutely and god tries to use this anyway absolutely and the more you become aware of that it's just like less of me god more of you so you're you start up here and then you're trying to come down here but they know you as here and so it's just like (laughs) i don't want to seem like i'm you know wishy-washy i don't want to seem fickle so how do i how do i you know maneuver to that right right And that's so interesting because I think for at least me and my personal journey, um, when I started developing spiritually, I didn't grow up in church, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know anything. And so my journey has been much of my own doing. Mm -hmm. And I started there. I started at the bottom with the humility and with Mm -hmm. the like hunger. Right. And then as you grow, it's like, wow, look how far I've come. I'm so proud. Now I'm so boastful. And now I have this pride and this ego that I thought I let go of before, Mm -hmm. but I see it resurfacing and it's like constantly dying to yourself right Mm. dying to yourself dying to people's expectations of you just so so you could go back to that space of humility right Mm. and like reverence for him um and and to your point earlier when you first started talking about it it's like you're still relinquishing things Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that not everyone understands you don't you know pursue this journey or get saved or whatever and automatically become this new person you don't pursue this for 5 10 15 years and automatically become this new person it's like this constant battle and journey of like releasing Mm. all of this toxicity that he's been carrying yeah and it's funny because i I acknowledged years ago that that was my issue anything that required maintenance it was Mm. just like what gives like can i focus on like not this like anything anything (laughs) Anything but this this. like i don't i don't like car maintenance hair maintenance and i had to get to a space where it's like i revered the process of it like knowing the outcome and knowing that if i don't do this it'll fall apart Mm -hmm. and so i got to a space where it's just like "Mm, yay thank you that i (laughs) thank you that i get to do this Mm -hmm. thank you that i have the resources to do this but it's still it's still tedious it's still a daunting process especially when it's layered we have all of this stuff to maintain but it's it it hit me one day where um i was listening to a sermon and it was about i think it was peter peter was the one that walked on the water right Mm -hmm. yes peter (laughs) peter got out the boat 
on faith. Mm-hmm. He was walking on the word. He wasn't walking on water. He was walking mm-hmm. on the word. Absolutely. And then the moment he took his eye off the word and started looking at what he was actually doing, that's when, <laughs> that's when he started sinking. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. So, you know, like when God puts the desire in your heart and now you want all of these things mm-hmm. and he's making them happen, but then you take your eye mm-hmm. off the fact mm-hmm. that he spoke those words to you Absolutely. and you start looking at all you have to do on your end to make it happen. That's when you start drowning. That's when they anxiety hits that's when it's just like yo i can't do this you weren't supposed to do this you were supposed to you know do your part your day-to-day part your moment by moment take instruction and just work Mm -hmm. and everything that's supposed to come of it he's doing and so i had like when that hit me i was just like yo (laughs) mind blown it, it it literally it it my capacity Upon that realization, it was just like, it was when I noticed, I was like, my capacity to deal with things has grown exponentially and I didn't even notice it. But that was the sense that I made of it because I wasn't, I was so busy. I wasn't looking, I wasn't, I wasn't running down the to-do list every day. It wasn't like, oh, I'm so inundated by tasks that I don't know how, it wasn't like that. It was just like, okay, I'm here, I'm there, I'm there. And then at the end of the day, I'm so tired, I'm knocked out Mm -hmm. and then do it all again the next day. And it's not until I sit there and try, you know, try to figure out how I'm going to do it by my might and my mm-hmm. power that I'm just like yo I ain't got enough right. <laughs> but then that's when it comes back full circle to that reminder that it's not you mm-hmm. you know do the work trust God and do good <laughs> like Jason <Joyce Nice. laughs> trust God do good mm-hmm. and everything else will come Absolutely. and that was a reminder that was a sermon this morning he said um, I don't, I'll be lying if I said I remember the scripture <laughs> but he was talking about how God said he was going to bring it to you mm. So everything that you're, you know, you're just trying to figure out your next moves. Mm-hmm. And this is where chasing. I was. Yep. And my thing is, like, eh, I thought I had, I thought, you know, that humble brag, like, I know it ain't me. I know I'm not the <laughs> one doing this. So my issue was always worrying that I was doing enough. Mm. But even then, it's just like, you'll be prompted if you're not. Yeah. Like if you if you're supposed to do something different, if you're supposed to do something more, you'll be you'll be prompted. Right. And so just keep working. And every time like I find myself like, okay, I you know, I will hear things. Like I'll hear, okay, you're you're supposed to do this. You're you're going here. And I'm just like, okay, when? Right. Or okay, what's okay, just wait. I'll 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 wait. Should I do it now? <laughs> like, am, am I quitting my job now? Right. Like I know I'm supposed to be quitting this job. When? Right. And then it's just like that the the anxiousness Mm -hmm. especially because when you hear it you don't get a if you don't get a a timetable Mm -hmm. it's just it always feels like you know the next few weeks sometimes it's years Mm -hmm. and I ask myself all the time I'm just like okay (laughs) so if this takes enough if I have to stay at this job another five years will I be able to Mm -hmm. knowing what I know knowing what the promise is will I be able to stay here and I'd be telling myself yes but God knows it ain't always it's not always easy and that's like that's almost a funny part right because I've been in that very situation where it's like God makes his promise Mm -hmm. you're like bet you're ready to go and then it's like year past not unfolded second year and it's like this odd place of all right Lord I know you said what you said Mm -hmm. when (laughs) right like when the funniest part about that for me is that I'll I'll pray sometimes and I'll ask God about a certain thing. But like, you know, what am I supposed to do next? Mm-hmm. And it'll be radio silent. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, come on, like, mm-hmm. I, like just let me cue it up. Like, mm-hmm. I promise I'll wait. I promise I will wait still. But just, I need to know and so I can get ready. He knows better. Mm-hmm. He knows mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait because the moment I hear someone, all right, you're gonna back. Take off. You're gonna- <laughs> you, you tell me you're moving me out west. My bags are packed. Yeah. Stay less. You're like, going to take off. Yeah. When is this happening? Mm-hmm. And then, then I get I get antsy. Yeah. And so every time I try to wager, like, all right, just let me know. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I promise I'll wait. He know better. Because <laughs> you're not. Like, I know you better than you know yourself. Like, so who, no. who are you fooling at right, this point? And so right. every time I do it, and I still do it. And every time I do it, I'm just like, my mind. I'm lying. It's 
it's so funny. And I want to unpack the that about mm-hmm. like speaking to God and praying to God because I get the, that question a lot. Mm-hmm. But before I go there, uh, I always say to people like, and even mainly myself, because mm-hmm. right to your your bio, like much of your art is for yourself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times with me, when I go to God and I'm like, all right, Lord, when? And he says nothing. Or when I'm like, Lord, okay, while I'm waiting, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And he says nothing. It's like stillness. Like, mm-hmm. be still. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the easiest thing you can physically do, yet it's the hardest, it's hardest spiritual or mental weight ever. Because you know progress, you progress needs work. Yes. And so it's just like, all right. Yes. This, things can't possibly be happening if I'm just sitting still. Mm-hmm. I have like, let me help you. Right, like, right, right. I, we could get there passive. I hope right. you. <laughs> I got you. Right, and it's like we be in our carnal mind. Right, when we are still, we think that nothing is happening. Right, mm-hmm. but in fact, and as you know, that is when God is working. Like you've done what you've needed to do. You've yeah. done what I've asked you to do. Let me work. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back, right. A question I get a lot is like, how do you know what you've heard is from God? Mm-hmm. Can you go into that a little bit? <laughs> yes, I can. I just had a conversation with my father. Um, I called him cause I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, especially when it comes to giving. Mm-hmm. So my thing is I've gotten to a place where it's just like, you tell me to give a certain amount to church. I'm a, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna close my eyes and hit send, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it. Like yeah. it might take me a few hours to just be like, okay, I know, I know, yes, got it, <laughs> copy, Roger that. But when it's to a person, mm-hmm. it's just like so. I, I, I was, I was hearing conflicting messages mm-hmm. the other day, and it's, it's, it hasn't even just been about that. It's about like <clears throat> going to events, not going to events, yes. go, and it's just like. What, what what is this like what is this right. and so like I spoke to my father about it specifically concerning the giving part because it's just like like I was just like eh, that don't sound right <laughs> that don't sound right and it wasn't the concept of giving because mm-hmm. this came after I had already given to mm-hmm. you know the cause mm-hmm. and so I'm just like all right so I had a conversation with my father about it I was just like um like I tell you to give money that's not technically yours like you know sponsorships and grants and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to specifically use for a certain thing and so he was just like um asking for the backstory and I told him and he was just like honestly I don't think that's what it I don't think you're supposed to um especially if if it's not going directly to something that would be beneficial to the body of Christ in any kind of way and so I sat on it for a while and I was thinking about it and I was just like to be honest to be completely real I ran with it I ran with what he he said Mm -hmm. and I was just like even if this is a cop out I'm running with it because (laughs) I just the the confusion behind Mm -hmm. it I was just like I've I've heard things that were a lot clearer right so I was just like listen if this is a Come through, right? Come through, confirm, confirm it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing and I'm ready. Just, I don't want to be wrong about this. Yeah. And so, um, I didn't do it. I ended up, I, I gave a little bit more mm-hmm. because, I, and I prayed about. it. I was like, God, I don't want to be. I, first of all, I don't want to give out of ego mm-hmm. because the moment that I was locking into actually giving, I'm just like, oh, you know, what is she gonna think when you know she realizes all of this came from me? And You're I was like, just holding like, it up in the yeah. Air. I came through for you yes (laughs) so I had to I prayed about it like it took me a few days and I because every time I do something it's it's weird because like I'll have I'll be prompted to do things Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay this is amazing like you know this is a good thing and then all of these random negative and or just selfish egotistical intentions will pop up Mm -hmm. and I'm like wait this isn't why I wanted to do it but now it's in my head right so I have to sit on it and wait till those intentions die down and I'm like god this is not me this is not the space that I'm doing this from so when I did give again I was just like god I I, this this is from the purest part of me right like I, I do not want I like making sure everything is anonymous too I was just like I don't want credit this right. is not about me this is not about me and I would like as long as we know that <laughs> I'm good. good but it's just you know the conflicting messages and you know there's there's the concept of timing mm-hmm. and you know missing windows mm-hmm. and things like that and I think sometimes like I'll hear things that are inconsequential just to test you know, just if I'm if I'm tuned in mm-hmm. first and foremost, right. and then to also sharpen right. my my understanding and and 
it's been a lot because hearing stuff now is just like, wait, okay. The thing that I'm sure about the most about, how did I hear it? Mm. And does this sound similar? But then there's like, you know, you, I was in this, uh, this apartment where it was just silent all the time because it was just me mm-hmm. versus having roommates and you know, the, just the energy of it might yeah. be different. So that might be why it sounds, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, It's a lot, but I think, I think the key for me is to pray about it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, ah, God, I don't know. My bad. <laughs> I'm not too sharp on this still, but I don't know if that's you, but like, give me, like, give me, give me a hint. Yeah. Like, it's not, this is me, me hesitating, me stalling. It's not from a space that I'm not willing. It's mm-hmm. not from a space that I, I, I last thing I want to do is be disobedient. Right. So just like, help me, help me get Absolutely. there. So like, you know, and that's my prayer all the time. It's just Absolutely. like, help me get there to where I know what's you, where I know what's not you. And, um, so I'm just like, <laughs> It's not about being right it's about being in the right space mm-hmm. with you absolutely and that's that's my goal yeah yeah and that i think that also plays into like the relationship piece like mm-hmm. god knows your heart yeah. in all things and so even if you are being obedient um with a heart that is not humble mm-hmm. or or willing mm-hmm. right begrudgingly obedient yeah. god knows that and yeah. that's no better than being disobedient, exactly. right? So exactly. That's that's major. Mm-hmm. So thinking back on your spiritual journey, um, what do you think the most transformational lesson has been? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there always? It's yeah. like, Lord. I think um honestly I, I can I, I I think it's the one that I'm going through now. Mm-hmm. It's the realization that, so, I, and I tweeted about this um, a couple of times, but in sometime, at some point in December, you know, just like all the churches, their year ends, you know, they mm-hmm. talk about like, you know, just where they're at with the church and where they're going and mm-hmm. um, for the, the next year. And I think it was Pastor Michael Todd, he was talking about, they, they have a word every year. Mm-hmm. And so they pray to God for their word for the year. And so I was like, you know I want a word for the year. <laughs> and it happens all the time. I remember when I was naming my car, the same thing happened. Um, I asked for a word and the word was received. Mm. I was like, that doesn't sound like a <laughs> I don't want that word. No. Yeah. Give me a new one. <laughs> that, that, nothing rhymes with that. No. It didn't sound like it fit. So mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, trying to actually think of another word. And it was just, <laughs> my entire thoughts went blank. <laughs> Even God's <laughs> like, I said what I said. Yes. And I was really trying to get around it. I'm just like, I don't see how that fits. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I got you. Mm-hmm. Back. <laughs> so, Say no more. So... January came and went mm-hmm. and at the end of January it, it, I just had this epiphany and it's, it happened for February too but my epiphany for January is that you cannot receive what's meant for you if you're holding on to mm-hmm. things that are and it sounds simple enough mm-hmm. but this epiphany came after specific things happened mm-hmm. like you know you pray like it was an, an ex and it wasn't like there wasn't it was just a conversation mm-hmm. from years ago mm-hmm. that never happened. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that I was holding on to the idea of that old relationship in a way where, like, if I could mold a future relationship after the things that I was romanticizing about that relationship, mm-hmm. I would have. Right. But it came full circle to show me that this ain't what you want. Wow. Because you are not remembering this accurately. Right. So I was thrown into a situation to remember it accurately. And I was <laughs> like, bet. <laughs> Cancel that prayer. <laughs> Do not want it. Thank right. you very much. We are wishing for something new now. Right. <laughs> so, wow. But in it, it, the way it happened, it wasn't like there, there was like, you know, tension and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it came down to a cordial, just like, you know, just, you know, this is what happened. This is what happened on my end. I'm sorry for how it hurt you. And like on, you know, from both of us and at the end of it, it's just like, I know we can't be friends, but this is dope. <laughs> we're in such a good space. Right. We're in a space where, like, if you weren't married and if, you know, 
we could actually be friends right. and just friends because we have cleared the air so much. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was a beautiful moment. But after that, I, I, I found myself going through stages mm-hmm. just with the new information that I had. Like it, it felt like regret mm-hmm. for, you know, the things that I didn't do. Right. And then it felt like, well, you know what? I've grown so much from it. So how can I regret this? And, you know, you're good. Like you've grown from it too. So how can I regret this to actually smiling at, at it? Like, yo, like we're adults now. Like we were kids before we know nothing. (laughs) But you thought you knew everything. Oh my God. So it's just like being able to, like, I'm, I'm amazed that we both survived it in the way that we did. And not like in a physical death type of survival, but like, you you want better for yourself like you you're being a better example and i am too mm-hmm. like how is this possible after like the, it was it lasted years like the relationship ended but right. the torment after just it was years and so being at the space it was just like and now i can let go mm-hmm. and i didn't even like i didn't think i needed closure right. he hit me up so i was just like where you coming from like who sent you right. <laughs> what is <laughs> but it was so necessary and I didn't realize it. and I was just like it, it didn't feel like a coincidence anymore and it didn't mm-hmm. feel nefarious it was just like we both needed this neither of us knew we did right. so it just started as a conversation and it ended with both of us like just being completely comfortable in where we were right. and it's just like yo this is beautiful but at the end of January because that was the major that was the main thing one of the main things that happened in January mm-hmm. so it's just like I released you mm. and now I feel so like I feel I felt so soft I felt so open to being vulnerable I felt hopeful and it's not that I wasn't hopeful before but I felt like I had released a part of me that would that I was holding on to that I didn't even know right and then February happened and I don't even know like February is such a blur I don't, and it just ended you would, I don't like know. it came and went though yeah like a free trial <laughs> it was insane Facts. and so I'm just like um okay and I I, I don't remember the major thing that actually i do i had a falling out it wasn't even really a falling out we just there was there's a girl that i know and we're cool but there was just moments where i'm just like um yeah i don't know what's happening i don't think i did anything but this isn't this doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. like i just i feel like i felt like i felt like we were off and so there was just like a lot happening with that but then i was just like um does that mean? No, <laughs> and it, it was just really off. And then I was just like, why? Why is it that I'm in this space and I'm just like moving forward and I'm, I'm just like, I feel really solid in everything that I'm doing. Why is this happening to me? And out of a group of women that it could be, why me? Mm-hmm. Out of everybody that you could be beefing with on the low, if that's what it is, or anybody else that you could have this, this tension with, why me? Mm-hmm. And so... At the end of that, I realized that it was like, I have to receive people's narrative the way they give it, Mm. not the way it's playing in my head because I created this whole storyline. Like, I like, I didn't know what was up. So based on what was happening, I'm trying to fill in the pieces and I'm just like, what gives? Like, this is what it could be based on, you know, what you've said and what's happened. And I was feeling, I was, I was telling my side of the story and hers. Mm. And so the lesson in that was you have to be willing to receive people as they come to you. It doesn't, their story doesn't have to be perfect, but you can't be filling in their side of it. You have to receive what they're giving to you so you can figure out how you guys actually mesh and if you do. And so I don't know. I'm guessing receive is just the theme of the year with (laughs) the major lesson. And so now I'm just like, okay, so when you said my word was received, you meant it. Okay. In, in every way possible. And so now I'm just like, I'm eager to see what each month has, like what lesson there is in each month yeah. that has to do with receiving. And I'm, I think if so far it feels like this one is about me mm. this month, about okay, kind of pertaining to the last two in a way, but like creating space for myself mm-hmm. to receive for me to receive myself going back to that ego and standing in my own way Absolutely. like like people <sighs> I can't control how people receive me so I've been trying to control how I give of myself mm-hmm. and it's had and you know different people are di- you know different energies and so I've been all over the place trying to trying to curate 
myself to give these different versions of myself to people based on how I feel like they would receive it best. And I've been spread thin (laughs) just just in doing that. So receiving myself in a way that I don't have to, you know, customize the the experience for anybody that I come across. And it's just like, just to keep it authentic and it's not that it, that that people pleasing tendency is authentic right and so you know it didn't register at first but there's there's a more authentic version of that where i can i can you know just be calm and be still and be open to receiving them and allowing allowing you know just that interaction to be what it's supposed to be because if they're not receiving me in one moment it doesn't mean that they won't in the next moment or it doesn't mean that they 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 could just not be the person you know that i'm supposed to be connecting with in, in, in whatever way in the moment and so just being open to that and like okay all right. <laughs> I'm, i'll chill i'll relax absolutely I'll see what this is. <laughs> that's that's beautiful that's that's really beautiful like god giving you this word mm-hmm. and it manifesting in these different ways throughout the year so far yeah it's 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 dope it's really dope you and, know it's weirder though i know that like just because i feel like i like I pinned it what it is mm-hmm. it's gonna be some <laughs> some Kansas City mm-hmm. shuffle as long as you know as long as you like know. oh you, you thought you knew yeah, she's <laughs> like I see you're getting comfortable with yeah. this routine let oh, me yeah, switch yeah. it up for switch you <laughs> all right Mr. DJ you're right right no that is that is so beautiful I think that that is God and his essence, mm-hmm. right? Like he, and I have this conversation with people often. It's like before God gives you something, he prepares you for it, right? Oh, yeah. Like he's not just going to oh, yeah. hand it to you because you're going to make a mess of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's beautiful that he's preparing you to mm-hmm. receive whatever it is he asks for you. And it's funny because the sermon that I was listening to. <laughs> Rudick is one of my favorite people. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love him so dearly. He is so obnoxious sometimes. I get it. <laughs> like, I love it because I get it. So in the sermon today, he was just like, I think it's stupid when people pray for patience. And Me I'm like... Too. And I'm like, side-eye, because I know I've heard that before. I'm like, where, where are you going with this? But then he's talking, basically talking about how, like, when you pray for things... It opens. It's like uh, Pandora's box. It's the so, floodgates. Yeah. So you don't need to pray for it because it's gonna happen mm-hmm. anyway. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what you pray. Mm-hmm. Right. So I used to pray for God to prepare my heart for my next levels, absolutely. and that always came with some kind of thing that I was not so, ready for. Absolutely. So I was like, you're right. I'm not gonna pray for it anymore mm-hmm. because it's worse when you feel like you asked for it and you can't and, handle it. Yep. So I'm just gonna accept it because God knows my heart. So I don't even need to go. Girl, <laughs> I'm not I think that that. Was like one of the first lessons I was told when I started my spiritual journey it's like do not pray for patience and I'm like well I know I need it so like why Mm -hmm. and they said he will test you he will test you and I said well you ain't got to tell me twice because I'm not patient and if he gonna test my patience I don't want it oh my god those are those are always those days like you go into work and you're working with the slowest Mm -hmm. person and then you got the most aggravating people that you gotta deal with on top of working with the slow person Mm -hmm. And then you end up getting the headache on top of it. And yeah. And now you're irritated and God is looking at you like, nah, I need you to handle this with grace. (laughs) Because this is what you asked. I don't want that problem. And then you have an attitude. So you're trying not to talk to nobody and then you're forced to communicate. (laughs) But you know, you got to to think before you speak. Yeah. It's a process. Lesson today. Do not pray for me. Do not. Just just take your L and go. That's it. Gracefully bow out, you know, that ego, that pride we were talking about earlier, leave it at the door and just, you know, bow out. It is a whole mess. <laughs> oh, mess. So with, with, when all is said and done, right, mm-hmm. you've gone through this incredible journey. You're still going through this incredible journey. Mm-hmm. You're still uh, learning and developing um, and growing right yeah. into this, this beautiful woman mm-hmm. of God um living with God in you every day mm-hmm. right um what is one piece of advice that you would offer to women trying to do the same for themselves let it flow mm. because and that's with everything that's with your mistakes 
that's with the correction that's with you know the the good things that happen Mm -hmm. like I realize that I'm resistant to good things Mm -hmm. because it's just like cool but the other shoe is gonna drop and I don't need that so (laughs) so just give it to me at the same time Mm -hmm. give me the good and the bad like matter of fact if you can't say it all at once just slip me two pieces of paper so okay. I, i'm gonna read the bad first and then i'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the good put them on the same plate yeah yeah <laughs> yep. so i've been re- like i realized that that resistance that that need to control things that made me resistant to good things because mm-hmm. you know it's good now but then how's it you know even <laughs> i hate i used to hate feeling excited because coming back down whether Mm. it's coming back down to like that neutral vibe or coming down because something bad happened like that it always felt like a fall like a drastic fall and i hated it so i'm like i'm not even gonna get excited to begin with Mm. so yeah i'm just you know and it's not it's not a bad thing to to deal with things that way but it became it came to a point where i was resistant to good things happening this is just like when the bad things happen Right. True to form. Right. Par for the course. Right. I'm cool. But then when the good things happen, it's just like, yo, okay, now what's the catch? Right. Right. And I can't fully enjoy this yeah. because I know something is yeah. going to happen. And then so, I, again, at, like this sermon this morning, I, I, I'm i going to be listening to it for the rest of the week. Those are the best ones. There was this, I think he said that it was like a Japanese parable and it was just like a series of events. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was bad. And there was this guy and he had like a son and there was a horse in there and armies, <laughs> war, whatever. But, um, basically the neighbor kept coming like, Oh, it's a good thing that happened. Or, Oh, I'm sorry that happened. And the man's response is just like, Oh, maybe like, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's not because everything that happened, it was either followed by a negative thing. If the thing was good or a positive thing, if the thing was bad. Mm-hmm. And so, he was saying that's life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe maybe what's happening is a bad thing, but it might be the bad thing might be taking away. So the it was like the horse ran away. Mm-hmm. The man's horse ran away. So the neighbor was just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And he was just like, Oh, okay, maybe it's a bad thing. <laughs> okay. And then the horse came back with two horses. And he was like, Oh, congratulations. <laughs> and he was just like, Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then the guy's horse the guy's son was like like grooming the horse or whatever and or riding the horse and he falls off and breaks his arm and the, the neighbor was just like oh i'm sorry and he's like oh, maybe the army recruiters came the next day and the son couldn't get recruited to fight uh, in the war because his arm was broken right. and the neighbor was just like oh congrats and he's just like oh maybe so it's just like <laughs> it's a series of events and mm-hmm. you can't really get caught up in the good or the bad of it mm-hmm. because something else is coming yeah. so you just have to be okay with the maybe mm-hmm. like life is living in that maybe and i'm sitting there staring at the tv like yo <laughs> like i needed this and granted i'm gonna forget which is where mm-hmm. that flow comes from i'm gonna forget to be graceful in certain moments yes. and i'm going to get hot-headed or i'm going to you know just say something or do something or just completely fall apart mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna come back right so it's just, you know, being okay with that flow because, and then realizing like, it's not supposed to look cute. Right. It's, and that was my main thing thinking like there was a, like the, the whole first half of my life, almost wanting to just redact it because it was mm-hmm. just like, it was all over the place. And I'm just like, I don't want to talk about this because it's, it's a mess. It's right. not cute. Like, you know, and it goes back to like to even writing, like mm-hmm. writing on paper. Mm-hmm. If I mess up, I rip the whole page out. And over. <laughs> yeah. And that's, just, I felt the same way about my life. Like why I can control all delete, please. Right. I want to start fresh. That's not a thing. Right. And it was a hard lesson because I'm just like, at some moment, I just wanted to stop. Because I'm like, let me let me compile everything that I need to know, all the good things, all the cute things, so then I can actually just write it down. Mm-hmm. So it'll look good, it'll look neat. Right. And God was like, nah. <laughs> and so I had to learn that. Like it was a mess. Like yeah. the process is a mess. It's gonna look messy. It's supposed to look messy. Because how else will you be a testimony for people mm-hmm. whose lives are a mess? If your life is perfect and it looks neat you're gonna oh yeah i went through girl bye right because it, it doesn't translate because they can't see it right so i i've again part of that go with the flow is yeah yep i i, I said things that i shouldn't yeah, shouldn't have cussed her out right. shouldn't have actually used the curse words in that conversation shouldn't have you know quit that job 
you know, in, in, in a rush because everybody was pissing me off. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have acted impulsively, like all of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm verbal about it. I'm vocal about it. It's just like, you know, conversations like this. And I'm just like, yeah, I messed up. I screwed up royally. But God's grace. Mm -hmm. And so being a testimony of God's grace, being a testimony of the capacity to get past your worst mistakes. Because I have a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Memoir soon comes. (laughs) And when you get to that space, you realize it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's even in the mess yes. that it is. It is beautiful to be able to bounce back from literally anything. Yes, and that's the flow. Amen <laughs> that's to the that. Flow. Amen to that. Absolutely. And just again to your point about testimony, knowing that you couldn't have gotten out of that mess without him, mm-hmm. without his presence. And I think that's that's the point of it all. Oh yeah, oh. and it's. Eh. Like I've gotten to a space where I don't want to. Right. right. I like my my consistent like it's almost like a mantra to me now. It's just like I can't do this without you. Right. So come through. Right. <laughs> like, we in this together. Yeah. Like where you at? Like I'm sitting down at a table. If you're not there, like what are we doing? Right. So you, you you not coming to the table? All right, I'm gonna uh, take I'm a out. Nap. Right. Like, I'm out too. Yeah. Like, no moves without you. No, no, no moves without you. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's really dope. Well, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, for just being vulnerable and Mm -hmm. transparent and honest. I think it's beautiful um, that you've been able to not just grow up in church in the way that you have, but to also forge your own Mm -hmm. path separate and independent from the way your parents have forged (sighs) theirs. I learned a lot. <laughs> listen, listen here. It it is a journey. It is a journey, mm-hmm. and it is a process. And you have to let it flow. You have to be open to the ups and the downs, mm-hmm. and the moments. And you have to be open to allowing it to be messy, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in, an incredible lesson for for folks to take home as they navigate. This. And going back to the whole prodigal concept, mm-hmm. like I, I think it, it's it's what I think it all culminates to the same to the same point Mm -hmm. where you you know you just start out in in your spiritual walk and you get to a space where it's just like yo i'm supposed to have this down Mm -hmm. versus where you you've been going to church your whole life so you feel like the golden child and then you mess Mm -hmm. up and it's just like yo can i come back because i clearly knew better Mm -hmm. you can always come back home always always that's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Um, follow Kimoli. Yes. Kimoli Aaron on everything. There's three E's. <laughs> K-I-M-O-L-E-E-E-R-Y-N on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that good stuff. Plug your books. Oh, yes. My <laughs> website, KimoliAaron.com. You can find all of my creative projects, including my two books, my book of poetry called Don't Bite the Apple Eve, and my first book, which is about a mental health journey called Control Ambitions of a Fighter. Wonderful. Go get that now. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Kim was not expecting me to push her to publicize herself like that, but she is such a beautiful spirit, an incredible resource, and I wanted to make sure that you all had access to her wisdom and insight after the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did having it. Until next time. Mm-hmm.